0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our readings tonight all speak to the future that lies before us and of how we approach that future. We can opt to confront its perils on our own or with The firm confidence that comes from a right relationship with our God through Christ Jesus our Lord. The first of our readings, the Old Testament lesson, is taken from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the 30th chapter, verses 15 through 17. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling, and you said, no, we will flee upon horses. Therefore, you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steeds. Therefore, your pursuers shall be swift. A thousand shall flee at the threat of one, At the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left like a flagstaff on the top of a mountain, like a signal on a hill. Psalm 90. We're going to do the first 12 verses of Psalm 90. I thought we would do it in unison. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood, and they are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger, by your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble, they are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Our epistle lesson is taken from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the 8th chapter beginning at verse 31 to the uh, end of the chapter. I believe this to be one of the most comforting pieces of Scripture that there is when we talk about our future, and uh, especially if we're confronted with anxiety, or uncertainty, or doubt, or simply fear of what might lie ahead of us. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the twelfth chapter, beginning at verse 35. Stay dressed for action, and keep your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch, or in the third, and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have not left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, the Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, tonight's message will continue the New Year's Eve routine that was begun by Pastor Drevlo three years ago when he began. The first time to present a message that was first crafted by reverend chad bird entitled three ways to fail well in the coming year which well in our case of course is 2022 psalm 73 verse 26 i think serves well as a text for the message My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. In that verse, God assures us that although we may well fail in any number of ways, we need not be overcome by that reality as we go forward, for he will never fail us as he goes into that future with us. We may fail. Hmm. Fact is, we will all be failures during 2022. We don't need a prophet or a psalmist to reveal that to us. We can just stand in front of a mirror. Is the image that stares back at you the same as always? Well, there you have it. That's the smoking gun evidence. New Year, but still the same you. The same you that's failed in ways both big and small throughout your entire life. The sooner we embrace that reality, the better. Oh sure, sure. We might drop a few pounds. We might walk a few thousand steps more maybe make even a few more dollars, but 99% of who we are will remain unchanged, most especially our unfailing ability to fail. Instead of making resolutions about all the ways that we're going to succeed in 2022, we'd be much better off resolving about how to do well at failing. If it's going to happen anyway, and unless you're already tipsy or sadly misled, you know it's true. Well then, let's learn how to fail successfully. Here then are three ways to fail well in 2022. Firstly, embrace your failure as a vivid reminder of why God does not believe in you. At this time of the year, we often hear it said that God believes in us. We should likewise believe in ourselves or in one another. But actually, he doesn't, he does not. That's typical pop psychology that if it were to be graded, would get a resounding F in Theology 101. God does not believe in you or trust in you he has less than zero faith in you your life does not inspire him he's well aware of your pettiness your childishness your irrational fears he knows how petty and mean you can be about the smallest and the stupidest things there's no one in heaven applauding your moral finesse If, as the Bible says, you shouldn't put your trust in princes, that is, in mortal man, then why in the world would God put his trust in you? So, when you fail, embrace that failure as a reminder of why God does not trust in you. However, what he does do is this. He shows mercy to you through that failure and despite that failure. The Lord doesn't believe in you, but he does call you to believe in his Son. His love never fails. His mercy never fails. He will never fail you. Secondly, take advantage of your failure as a golden opportunity to eat humble pie. Now, truth be told, we all have a sweet tooth when it comes to that multi-layer cake of pride. Pride in our accomplishments, oh yes. Pride in how well we've done for ourselves, yes, again. Pride in the fact that we've outperformed others, oh, for sure, that. Our house maybe has more square feet, or our cars, pricier. And faster, or better still, our pickup is. Our tastes are obviously more refined. And our life is a whole lot less screwed up than the life of the poor schmuck who lives near next door. That is, until it's not. Someone in our crowd will likely divorce this coming year. Others. Will lose their jobs, maybe even their homes. Honorable kids will end up with a DWI or in substance abuse treatment or maybe having to visit the crisis pregnancy center. That embarrassing secret that you've kept hidden for years finally comes to light. Something will happen that reveals that cake of pride you've been enjoying is actually a biohazard. It poisons your soul. When that happens, when failure falls like deep darkness over your once bright life, take advantage of it as an opportunity to dish up a hearty piece of humble pie. Eat that with gusto. Go For seconds, Christian apologist C.S. Lewis reminds us that humility is not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves, less. As the humble pie digests, you will remember that you are not God's gift to humanity. Instead, just like everyone else, you are a recipient of God's gift. To humanity, that gift named Christ Jesus. As James writes in his epistle, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And the feast of Christ is a divine feast indeed. Learn, this lastly now, the third point, learn from your failure that everything you are and have is solely by grace. Success, as enjoyable as it is, as good as it makes us feel, also gradually blinds us to the fact that everything we are and have is nothing but pure gift. In fact, the more successful you are, the easier it becomes to buy into the lie that you earned your place, that you deserve the respect that you got where you are by doing your own thing. There's no time more dangerous than when everything is going well in your life. Because it's then that that little god within you, the idol of self, waxes stronger. It breaks its arm, patting himself on the back for how well he's done in crafting such a fine life himself so out of true concern for you god comes along to crush that puny little god and he often uses the sledgehammer of failure to do the job your fine life takes a hit your idol of self is unmasked as a lie a demonic lie in fact you see as much of as this unveiling hurts us, it's also an extraordinary gift. It's our Heavenly Father's way of reminding us that every good and perfect gift falls from heaven into our lives. It's by grace that we live, breathe, work, marry, have children, and do anything right, noble, or good. Look around you. Whatever you see that's good, thank God for that thing. It's God's gift, it's not your entitlement. And when you fail, cherish that moment as a reminder that everything you are and have is solely by His good grace. As we step into 22, we'd be well served by letting this benediction written written by a man named Larry Hine be ours. May all of your expectations be frustrated, may all your plans be thwarted, may all your desires be withered into nothingness, that you may experience the powerlessness and poverty of a child and sing and dance in the love of God, who is Father, Son, and Spirit. In other words, may God lead us into an upside-down kind of blessedness, in which we die to ourselves so as to live in Christ, find his strength in our weakness, and discover that true happiness is found only in the life that our Creator designed for us to have. Amen. Let it be so. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. Lord, look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Well, again, welcome on this New Year's Eve as we're uh, about to move into a new year. Thank you for being here, for joining in worship, for imploring God's grace, mercy, and blessing on these uh, weeks, months, years, whatever we might have ahead of us.